0: It's going to be a very, very intense journey. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 75 of Frame Skip, your weekly podcast where we sometimes cannot hold it together in this intro. I am Austin Eller and I am joined <laughs> by George, Solid Snake himself, Loftus. How's it going, George? Uh, oh,
1: it's me i've never played a metal gear i played 20 minutes of twin snakes <laughs> i'm also joined by uh
0: i don't know liquid snake himself elijah Steele. how's it going elijah i don't know how to do a liquid snake voice i haven't played metal Gear solid in how long i'm okay you're also solid snake then solid snake dose elijah
1: steel <laughs> Now that I can do. Sorry, Revolver Ocelot's the <laughs> the old man with the mustache, right? Yeah, that's
2: like half of Metal Gear Solid. before
1: And be the long hair. That is I true. just I, I love like Japan's idea of a bad American where it's like a guy who's like kind of bald in the front and then has like a super long mullet of white wispy hair and then just like a, a matching mustache. That's and you're fair. just like, yes, yeah, so this is what a bad guy looks like. I'm like okay if you sure yeah if you say so (laughs) yeah no that's fair that's fair I I I see it also it looks like he could be a janitor but yeah (laughs) yeah sure (laughs) why not I still
0: think the best Metal Gear Solid villain or Metal Gear villain rather is um I forget his first name but Armstrong from Metal Gear Rising because he just has the most ridiculous lines possible he's like a senator or something oh yeah for some reason and he's a meme now yeah. yeah and um there were a lot of quotes from him that like came up during the 2020 election and how it was like a commentary on it and just <laughs> just look up senator armstrong quotes from metal gear rising and you you'll you'll um you'll get a lot of enjoyment out of that but it's hilarious <laughs> <horrific>. <laughs> so george elijah how's it going guys Last week we we got scared. Now we're back, and maybe maybe you guys listening to this are scared after that horrendous two and a half minutes that you just listened to. But <laughs> we're back at it.
2: <laughs> Look, all I have to say is you started the intro, and then I noticed we were recording for much longer than I thought. And you know what? I'm not sorry.
1: <laughs> yeah, we got it on tape, man. I hope you're not running for for comptroller of your local district because you ain't getting that. <laughs>
2: I You know what, maybe I'll run for Senator, and as we just figured out, Senators can uh, get away with a lot. Yeah, That's Senator true. Elijah Strong, yeah.
0: That's true. I like that. That sounds like Elijah's, like, arch nemesis. It does. Elijah Strong.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I would just presume that I'm Elijah weak. <laughs>
0: So I want to kick us off here with our uh, games we've been playing, because I, I know we've got a lot to talk about this week. And specifically when I say a lot, I mean you guys, because I have not really played much, but George, I know you have played every game in
1: existence over the past week. So we're I'm looking forward to hearing you talk about past past this, couple weeks. Games. Yeah. As I told Elijah last week on the podcast, I played platinum five games in October. And I'm happy to report I platinum the saboteur despite a uh, no. a crash game eating some of my save. I didn't have to redo that much, but man, that game is really cool. But it also comes down to like getting the platinum where it's like there's all this Nazi equipment all over the map and like it really felt like, you know how like in Mario Sunshine where like you just had to like squirt away all the ink. You yeah, know? You, had, you had to blast it all away just to like clean up the the city. It felt like that where it really was like it came down to me just like going back through the entirety of Paris in the countryside and just blowing up every piece of Nazi equipment, being like you guys were never here. You were never, ever here. So that was therapeutic, but it was also time consuming. Besides that, though, I got the platinum in We Were Here 2, which is a game series that I've talked about before where it's like the cooperative sort of escape room. Oh, yeah. Uh, This game. I don't think is actually as good as the first one. However, uh, they are often bundled together. If you have a buddy that you haven't talked to in a while, and you both happen to have Playstations or Xboxes or whatever, cannot recommend this game series enough. It is nice just to like work through problems together and try to uh, problem solve. Like, I, I just think it's like such a blast and like such a good way to like hang out with a buddy. Um, after that, I played a game called Metagal, which is a Mega Man clone. Um, I don't think it's as good as Mega Man. It's just not as tight or, uh, like precise as Mega Man. However, the soundtrack is incredible in that game. Good stuff. Um, so I recommend listening to that. If you find some time on your hands, uh, 36 Fragments of Midnight, which is a platformer, (laughs) uh, really pretty good music in that game too. Super simple game. Easy Platinum. I feel kind of bad about getting Platinums in those two games. However, they were on sale for like 99 cents and I just, you know, I have the
2: Platinum in. Uh, I think I know I have 39 Fragments to Midnight. I know I have it on the PS4 and I need like one or two trophies on the Vita version. And I think I might own MetaGal and I'm just waiting for a time to get the trophies.
1: You can get it in less than an hour. Uh, you're better at video games than I am. You'll be fine. It took me like a week because I got so frustrated. I had to like beat a boss and I like just didn't understand how to do it.
2: I, I should say I'm waiting for the right time because I want to do like a day or something and just see how many trophies I can get in a day and just get a whole bunch of those like cheapo games. Love it. Absolutely
1: love it. Uh, the big game that I've played. Yeah, I've played some other games. Uh, I don't know how much I want to talk about. The big game I've played, I can't wait to talk about Guardians of the Galaxy. You guys, this game is incredible. When this game was announced, I was not excited because I was like, oh, so it's going to be like a bad Gears of War. It turns out it's actually just the best Final Fantasy game that's ever come out. It plays exactly like Final Fantasy 15.
2: Interesting. I've heard super
1: good things about it, and I really want to play it. It's really funny. It it I'm not gonna spoil too much about the story. It almost feels uncharted esque, where like the gameplay goes on a little too long, and it like messes with the pacing. And like the cutscenes are like incredible. And so it's like, oh, this would be a kick ass Guardians movie. But the gameplay, I'm like, ah, oh, it can't be. You can't have a twenty hour long movie, a fifteen hour long movie. Uh, I've been playing like a chapter or two a night incredible stuff. And it does one of my favorite things too. speaking of uncharted. I always thought it was weird in uncharted, how you'd be in like a firefight against, you know, like weird terrorists or whatever blowing up like a Himalayan village. And then you'd like, uh, you know, explore a a bombed out house to find, you know, a treasure or something in there. Uh, when you do that, when you look for collectibles off, like the main path, the characters comment, they're like, dude, are we supposed to wait for you all day? This is ridiculous. What are you doing over there? calling your girlfriend like they just like find dumb things to say
2: that's pretty great
1: Uh, and so like that that's really cool but like it's just it is a nerdy ass game like it makes so many references not to the mcu but just to like the actual marvel universe the point where like they talk about she are diplomats you know from like x-men or whatever and they talk about all these characters that like fought um like the Avengers and whatnot. They're like the Avengers. Who the hell are the Avengers? But like Wendell Vaughn is in this game who plays Quasar. Uh, Like his name is mentioned in this game. And like Nova uh, Nova, like Richard Ryder is like mentioned in this game. It's just like really cool stuff. I'm like, oh, this is a Marvel game. This is not uh, a Guardians of the Galaxy game. It's really, really great. That's neat.
0: I've heard so many good things about this game. And, and I was a little shocked to be honest, because I know when they announced it at E3, you know, I was glad that it was a single player game. But I have to be honest, like looking at the gameplay, I was never too enthused by the way the game looked to play. But my understanding is, aside from the narrative, like it still does play pretty well and um, is very like addicting and enjoyable. So it, it's, it's uh, I, you know, I was pleasantly surprised to to hear all the the positive feedback and really, really cannot wait to pick it up at some
1: point. It really it really is interesting because it's not it looks like a third person shooter, but I, I wouldn't really call it a third person shooter because like you have to be strategic about when you're uh, when your teammates like use your powers like it's not about killing enemies. It's about staggering enemies so you can like deal a whole bunch of, of damage to them. Like it feels like even small encounters feel like a, a somewhat bigger boss fight like in Final Fantasy 15, you know, when you're driving at night in Final Fantasy 15 and those weird demons just like pop out of the road. Yeah. Like the, even some of the basic enemies feel like that where like, you do need to think things out and it could be a little smoother. I still have issues sometimes. And I'm like issuing commands to uh, my teammates where it just like, I wish time slowed a little bit more for me to like be strategic. Like the amount of times I've like told the wrong character to do the wrong thing because like I was running out of time and like trying to avoid getting hit because it just like switched back into real time more than I'd care to admit. Um, But man, besides that, just fantastic game. Uh, I assume this one's going to go on sale for Black Friday. I cannot recommend this enough. I think this game is worth it. Uh, I got it for, I think, 60 bucks or 50 bucks at Walmart. Uh, I I think this game is is absolutely going to be worth whatever it is at Black Friday.
2: Yeah, it, it is. It's something I was curious about to begin with. And then hearing how good it is, how many people I know are just absolutely loving this game. Like, not even just enjoying it, but loving it. Like, all right, that it already had me to begin with. And now it's it's kind of a must
1: play for me. I'm a little more than halfway through the story. It is already a serious contender for my game of the year.
2: I've wow. heard a few people mention that.
1: Yeah,
0: and I, it's interesting. I've heard several people make the comment that they feel like these characters like completely surpass the MCU Guardians of the Galaxy, Their their representation of Of uh the Guardians and um just just kind of awesome to to hear that feedback and you know, because like you said, George, I mean this isn't the MCU, this is this is a Marvel game, and so it's it's really neat to to hear that they portray their their personalities in such a way that that people are really connecting with them. Um I I really liked what Telltale did with that. I I know a lot of people weren't too enthused by Telltale's Guardians of the Galaxy game, but I actually really enjoyed that game because of the way their personalities were portrayed and so it sounds like this game kind of takes it to the next level and and like you said i i definitely will be grabbing it hopefully on sale on black friday and um we'll be curious to
1: see how where it ends up on on people's game of the year lists yeah uh incredible stuff uh besides that um i i caved i got the expansion pack for for nintendo online I stopped playing Mario sixty four as part of like the three D All Stars collection because I'm like, oh man, this is great, but I just wish I could play with an N sixty four controller. And uh, I gr- managed to snag one of the N sixty four controllers before they went uh, went out of stock. Man, that is not why I didn't enjoy playing that game. <laughs> um, turns out the N sixty four controller it just so much better in memory than than it is in uh, in actual execution. I, I spent so many tries trying to do, like in Super Mario 64, like the flying level where it's like, you know, high above yeah. the 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 tower in the sky or whatever that is, right? where you have to fly and collect like the eight red coins. Man, that is just a pain in the ass. And like, I love the nostalgia of holding the Nintendo 64 controller. But like, man, it is just. It's not great.
0: It's a rough controller. I mean, it, like you said, I think people look back on it like so in such a positive light, but I don't know, just thinking about like the way you hold it and the button placements and stuff. It's like it's just even thinking about it in my mind. Makes me kind of feel like it's it's just such a complicated control scheme. Yeah, and um, it, it makes
1: it makes sense, like design wise, right? Because it's like uh, we think 3D is going to be big. We don't know. So let's build in a a 2D controller too right. and give people the options so, like it. It makes sense. It's just like the analog stick itself is like a little rough. Like that's been like my main complaint. And then like using the C buttons as like the camera, I'm like, oh yeah, this was just a total pain in the ass that I completely forgot about. I don't know. I'm sure I will warm up to it more as I get used to doing this thing that I haven't done in 25 years. I was six years old when the N64 came out. I was probably like eight years old when I finally got like my own. Didn't have to play it at friends' houses. So I'm, I, young me was just owned by this three pronged nightmare that Nintendo dreamt up. Um, And so I'm sure I'll sneak back into the, the right rhythm for it. But man, right now I'm just like, Oh no, like maybe we should have left this in the nineties. Awesome. Well, is that it for you, George? That
2: that's all I got. Elijah, what about you? So I have two like games. I haven't put a whole lot of time into yet that, uh I have played through the first chapter of Corpse Party. Yeah, George thought we wouldn't hear more about this, but uh I love this game. It is very, you know, it it was a PSP game that is brought back with like HD visuals and such, but it still retains that classic uh style. It's super creepy. I don't know. Like, I I vaguely know the story because I've played the sequel, but I don't know the whole thing. And I'm enjoying playing through it, learning all about the Sachiko Ever After spell and it taking them to this elementary school where people died. The other game I've only played a little bit of so far, but it's the game I'm mainlining now that I beat the next game I'll talk about. I've started Voice of Cards, The Isle Dragon Roars. Oh, hell yeah. Which if for those who don't remember, it's that Square Enix RPG that's played out entirely in cards, uh, from Yoko Taro, and I'm really liking it. it, it is an RPG, but basically, you are a what looks almost like a uh, um, bishop from a chessboard, looks very similar, and it has you like walking through town, and the town is all cards. And you once you get out of town and you're in like the wild, you can only see like three cards in any direction, so it's just the cards flipped over and then you walk a step, and then the next cards around you will flip, and then you walk to, and you do that to reveal what might be chests or there's something over here, so I can choose to go over there and find out uh encounters are random encounters, and the battle system is played out where, think of, like, any RPG. The characters have these main, like, main attacks, which are just, like, cards next to the character card that you can choose. And every time you do something, even if it's just pass or whatever, you get a gem that goes, like, to a little lockbox. It's just, the, the battle setup is neat because it looks like you're on a table playing cards. And there's a little lockbox and you see a gem fall into it. And then some of your, like, more powerful attacks might require a gem or two or three gems or whatever. It is an RPG. It is an RPG-ass RPG. But it's cards. And it's really cool. <laughs> it's
1: and a card PG.
2: Exactly. That, that's literally what I've been calling it. A card PG. And it's all played out through the voice of one narrator. Who, like, will be reading the cards. And it'll come up, like, it'll come up on a card on the screen. Be gone from this kingdom, says the king to our adventurers. But you'll hear that narrator, be gone from the kingdom, says says the king to our adventurers. And, like, that's how the entire game is played out. And it works so much more than I thought it would. It is so charming. And that's the best word I can give for it. Charming. That's what it is. But I'm having a good time with it so far. Like I've only played maybe, maybe an hour. But I hear it's like 15-ish hours to beat. That's not too bad. No, it it's not too short. But it also doesn't overstay its welcome. But the real game I've put time into also was around 14, 15 hours to beat. Again, perfect length. And that's Fatal Frame Maiden of Blackwater. Yeah. I played it back on the wii u for i want to say i played like four drops and each basically each level is called a drop instead of a level um and i think i played i played like four of them back on the wii u and it has 14 i this game has problems especially in like controls and such but i fell so in love with this series through this game I am ready to go back and spend the $200 to get Fatal Frame 1 through 3 on PS2 or Xbox. I think I want to get the Xbox version so it would be a little more, but, like the Xbox versions have added content that the games ended up coming to and I okay, I'm into this series so much, I might see about modding or getting a European Wii because they remade Fatal Frame 1 and 2 for the Wii. Oh, that's with like interesting. Yes, with like some added content and stuff and just newer, better looking, better control stuff like that. And I am legitimately thinking of importing, modding, whatever, and importing those Wii versions of Project. It's Europe.
0: only in Europe?
2: Yes. That's surprising. I, I think Europe and Japan.
0: Yeah, because I know I know Fatal Frame 4 was Japanese only, and yeah. I actually do have that game and If you mod a Wii, you can actually install an English patch onto the game and play it,
2: which is exactly what I'm going to do. I wanted to do it beforehand, but now after playing this game, I'm going to do it right. Like I said, I am I'm ready to go back and spend the money to get the old fatal frame games and play them. You
1: should mod a Wii because I just bought an original Xbox with like a custom case on it so I could mod it. And I'm going to like run like emulators on it but like it's strictly to back up my disc games because i'm very worried about disc rot um, fair, yeah so yeah let's do it let's become let's become the mod bros man let's do it <laughs> i'm in i have three wees so i'm down okay let's let's do it i have a soldering kit that i'm terrified to use just because i don't want to mess anything up
2: but no like i i have completely fallen in love with this series based on this game and i am so in to play the rest of them i'm Next payday, I think I might order that spirit camera game for three DS. Just because it's rather it's cheapish right now. It's like forty bucks to get complete,
1: something like that. Oh, that's not too bad. So it's really good.
2: I'm just gonna get it now. I hear it's not great, but whatever. It's part of this series. I I I'm all in. Um I've taken so many screenshots and used the uh photo mode is the word I was looking for, but couldn't think of. And they said there was an interview with the creator that at the time there's no plans to bring like the old ones out in any like port fashion or anything like that. But it is, it is being discussed because the reaction to this game is so much more than they ever expected that it's now on the table as a possibility. Hence the reason I bought three copies of this game for other people. So uh, I'm like, nice. yo, Frank, you had a birthday recently. So, um, do you want a copy of Fatal Frame? And I know someone else, they're like, Man, I really want this game, but I'll have to wait till like next month or the month after that to get it. I'm like, how about you get it today? Because I I love this game. I love this series now. And it's all based on this game. Granted, I it's the only game in the series I've played, but all based on this one, I'm completely in.
1: This yeah. is the equivalent of you uh, like marrying the first person you kiss. And I really, it, it's really sweet to see from the outside. Come here, George. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, he <you> noticed me. <laughs> but no, it.
2: I had such a blast. I played through it. I need to play the special level that's added where. In classic Tecmo Koei fashion, yeah, oh, yeah, Koei yeah, te, Tecmo, tecmo. word. Uh, in classic <laughs> fashion, there's an added level where you play as a Yane from Dead or Alive. Of course, yeah, they <laughs> they do that in like every one yeah. of their games. But no, it's. I highly recommend it. Some some of the problems I have had are some things it doesn't give you the clearest description of what this mechanic is for example the one trophy is to defeat 30 enemies while tainted which <laughs> I thought I thought that just meant being completely <laughs> soaked in the like black water yeah that's, but, that's what most taints are yeah but apparently not apparently there's some way to get it so like the water like basically the evil is into you and it starts draining your health gauge uh-huh. But I have no idea how to get that to happen. And this game is so not popular that I literally can't find on the Internet a description of it. Like the entire Internet, I have searched and can't find a description <laughs> of what this means.
1: You got to uh, Google Translate, man. He's some babblefish, Reach out to a dev. I think this this, this would be incredible. If you actually like the journey, you go on to get this trophy. I I support this entirely.
2: That That is honestly one of the main things that's pulling me back where I'm like, maybe I'll go back and try trying it because the rest of the trophies are basically just going to be like going through checklist and like, oh, I don't have these. All right. They're in these levels. Make, I'll grab them and just saving up points and completely upgrading the camera obscura for each character. and stuff. Actually,
1: no, you know what you do? You go on psnprofiles.com and you look at who's been playing it recently and who's gotten that trophy recently. Oh. And then you, oh, you reach oh. out to them.
2: Oh, good point. <laughs> the reason I'm curious, I'm literally on it right now. And. There are four achievers.
0: Oh, wow. That's really low.
2: <laughs> out of. 535 game owners. There are four achievers, three with a platinum. Wow.
1: That's extraordinarily
2: so, low. That's a very good idea, George, and I'll have to do that. Um, but no, like, I I'm I absolutely love the game. Like, I love the game. That's awesome.
0: That's a series I've always wanted to get into. I have one and two on PS4, the PS2 PS3.
2: versions.
0: Is it PS3? Oh, yeah, you're PS3, right. PS3. Yeah. You're right. PS3.
2: I, I could just play them on PS3, but you know me yeah. well enough.
0: Yeah. So I um maybe one day I'll, I'll hook mine back up. And, and like I said, I do have the Japanese copy of 4. So um, one of these days I'll, I'll try and get into that series. But awesome, though. I mean, as for me, I, I really haven't been playing too much. I, I've been actually kind of hooked on Animal Crossing because
1: yeah. welcome back buddy
0: yeah with the uh with the new update coming out on friday i i really dove back into it and it's it's honestly been a perfect game for me right now i um honestly i can't even remember the game i beat last i guess it was probably Deathloop, and just kind of going into something that is unbeatable and something kind of just free-flowing and a game i can pick up whenever it's been nice to to dive back into it and i think i'm like at over 100 hours now which is surprisingly not that much for that game considering how long it's been out i think andy's at like almost 600 hours so nerd um, alert (laughs) but i i love that game and it's it's a blast getting back into it so i'm enjoying that and then just briefly i did want to mention you you talked about it a little bit george but i did play a little bit of the switch online expansion the n64 stuff and not not too much, but I played some of Star Fox sixty four and then Mario Kart sixty four and you know honestly, I I haven't tried Ocarina of Time yet. I know that's the game that everyone's complaining about right now in that collection, but I, I mean I I really have not had any issues with with Star Fox or with uh, Mario Kart at least and and I know the hot topic is to like bash on the expansion and and to be fair again I haven't played too much yet, but. I, I really have no complaints at the moment, aside from it's, just the way that it works. Like, I still wish I could buy tons of N64
1: games, but it's just you know. so unclear to me. Like, I, I bought it today. I caved and did it. And like, it wasn't $49.99 for me. It was forty three ninety nine for me. And I think that's because of like the amount of time I have left on my current yeah. Nintendo. Yeah. online. It's like, all right, that would have been cool to like see that anywhere besides like on the final checkout screen. And like, it's really frustrating with Ocarina of Time because it's like, there's a better version of that game out there. And like, you're just never going to make that game available ever again, like the 3DS upgrade, you know? And so it's like, why are we playing this? Why isn't this working right? Also, you have like such a history, you know, people are obsessed with your old games. Why isn't the emulator better? Like, why didn't you, like, build the Switch to be able to run old games? Because you knew you were going to do this eventually. It's just, like, so many questions for Nintendo. Why are their
2: own emulators on
1: older consoles better? Yeah, like, that's a, that's it, great. It's not
2: like this is new to them. They've emulated the, literally these games before. Yeah. No, and I mean, it's it. they have a weird track record
0: with emulators. It's very strange because, like, the Wii U the Wii U N64 emulator was hot trash. Like people complaining about the, the current emulator situation have not have not played N64 games on the Wii U because it was abysmal. Like it, the all the games were dark and didn't run properly and had horrible, horrible lag. Um,
1: See, the only game I really played N64 on my Wii U was F-Zero. Yeah. And I just thought that was like what the game was yeah <laughs> i just thought it was dark and dingy <laughs> yeah i mean i'm not i look i'm i
0: i still think this this emulator has issues and they need to fix it my my point being though is the wii and 64 emulator was flawless like i mean it was perfect and they're still you know 15 years later almost it's like they can't figure out how to get back to that and it's very just weird to me that they you know it's they're they're literally the company that made the system and they can't figure out how to. Emulate properly. I don't. I don't know what's going on there, but but hopefully they fix the issues. But again, I mean, so far from from what I have played, at least I I really don't have any complaints. But I'm sure if I played Ocarina though, I I'd I'd probably have a few things to say. And like you said, George, I mean the the truth of the situation is I kind of rather play Ocarina 3D and and Majora 3D than than play the original versions at this
1: point because they're so so good and they're huge upgrades. So. Question, though, with the amount of, like, old Star Wars games we've had released on modern consoles, do you guys think there's even a shred of possibility that we'll get Shadows of the Empire and Rogue Squadron? Unfortunately,
2: appear? I seriously doubt it.
1: Well, I, like, maybe not through, like, the Nintendo online service, but, like, re-released, I guess, on the consoles. Man, I'm I, hoping. I I hope we at least get Rogue
2: Squadron,
0: because I feel like if we can get Racer and... Um... And and even Knights of
2: the Old Republic coming out now. See, Rogue Squadron is the one I feel like there's less of a chance of. Just because, like, Nintendo continued to have those games made through the GameCube. So, like, it wasn't like a one and done, like, Racer, Republic Commando, stuff like that. Hey, hey man,
1: there is a a PlayStation 2 sequel to, to Racer. That's true.
2: But I think that actually helps Racer's credit. That racer itself came out on N64 and Dreamcast. It wasn't gotcha. a like Nintendo based game where like these other games released strictly on Nintendo.
1: That is a good point. Ah, oh, damn it. You and your logic. I just want to, I just want to play <laughs> these games again. Cause like I know Rogue Squadron is available through goodoldgames.com, but I also know it like runs like butt. Yeah. It is so not I'm like, good. I'm, and I'm yeah. like, what if we just, Made the game that ran fine on twenty-five-year-old hardware. <laughs> like, what if what if we just figured that out? Um, yeah, I'm pretty nah, sure the PC version I'm is hoping. still like
0: screwed. Like, it, I'm I, I don't think it runs properly at all still, which is like weird that they never fixed that. So, yeah, that's what I've heard as well. Anyway, that's all I've been playing though. Holding out on Animal Crossing until Friday, when Forza Horizon Five releases, which is by far my most anticipated yeah, buddy. game of the year can't wait for that one
1: i will be a few weeks behind you i get i get my series x i believe on the 20th of november it is still on xbox one though george yeah uh yeah i'm not playing on the (laughs) ass backwards piece of crap platform (laughs) honestly that's fair
0: speaking of xbox series x I want to take us into a topic that is uh pretty timely it's it's now been you know today we're recording on november 2nd but of course when you guys hear this it'll be you know november 5th or or later and uh with that we are approaching the first anniversary one year of xbox series x and s and playstation 5 and so i thought it'd be kind of fun to just kind of reminisce on on what we've experienced so far this past year, where we're at as far as thoughts on the two systems or I guess really the four systems because there's the uh, digital p s five as well and and like I said, the x and the s so um yeah, I just kind of wanted to to see where we were at and and get our our thoughts on where we hope next gen will or current gen will go moving forward so elijah i mean what do you what do you think about? Where we're at
2: right now, both with uh series x and s and p s five I think it's kind of an in between like I don't want to say, man, the consoles are really thriving, and it's everything everybody wanted from and from' um, and stuff like that, but also, I don't think it's been bleak or anything because right now more than I need these consoles for these new exclusives. They are a very very good uh what's what's the word I'm looking for? Like more of a there there is a certain word I'm looking for where like not posh but niche? Not not even niche but like more of a you they're expensive. They they aren't
0: Oh, but, like a luxury?
2: Yes, thank you. They are a luxury that they aren't needed, but as someone who uses his PS5 every day, I can see the difference than if I were playing on PS4. So, while a lot of the games I've played, I mean, I, the difference between looking at fatal frame there's a ps4 and a ps5 version the biggest difference i think is just that and i can't say for sure but like the ps5 one has uh dual sense support i think that's it but at the same time i guarantee you that game runs smoother and loads quicker so I I don't need a PS5. Granted, I've played some PS5 exclusives that are fantastic, but I don't need a PS5. But for everything I do play, I do see a difference that the PS5 is making. So it's not like there's no difference between before I upgraded. So it's not it's not bleak. It's not like oh there is no reason for these consoles to come out. But also it's not like. It's not like you're missing out on a ton of stuff by not having these new consoles. Sure, there are some great exclusives, but there are a ton of other amazing games out to play. Right. George, what about you? Where are you at? I know you don't
1: have a Series X yet, technically, but you do have a PS5. You know, they say a Series, a series X in the cart is worth two in the hand. I don't know. I I lost it. Uh, I, Yeah that was me rewinding to go back before i said something so <laughs> stupid um i love my ps5 i love it especially because like Elijah was listening to like i was rocking like a launch ps4 before this and that was just chug city anytime i loaded up a game anytime i wanted to like stream something like it was just the PS4 is like infuriating if you're trying to like watch Netflix or something, because like it, it it's not even like your most recently used apps are like the ones at the forefront. It just like spits out a new order of apps you have downloaded. <laughs> and like I would I didn't even have like a login to Peacock, but like Peacock was always like the number one app and like YouTube was like not on like the front page. So then I'd have to like load into my list of apps, which took like an additional like 25 seconds to load into I'm, like this is stupid. I've never once watched peacock on my PS4 I haven't downloaded it like why is it like at the forefront of my my streaming uh selection here it makes no sense and so stuff like that really started to get me down the PlayStation 5 is such a dream compared to like having a launch PlayStation 4 that said there are some things I really don't like about it I think partying is like infuriating on PlayStation 5 I don't know when it like there are parties that I created for friends like with Zombie Army four months ago that are technically still there. I'm like, why? I haven't played this game in months.
2: Also take note that that's not just on PS5. That's how it's done on PS4 too. Is it really? Yes. That's how I the do party system that. That's how the party system on PlayStation networks. That it just changed shortly before the PS5 came out. Okay. And yeah, that's just straight up the PlayStation
1: party system now. That's so stupid. I like, I don't know how to do it. Like I have stopped using PlayStation parties and just started calling my friends. Because that is like so much more clear to me. Like we've all got AirPods. None of us like I have a headset. I don't think anyone else in my friend group besides you guys like has headsets to connect to PlayStation. And it's just so complicated that we're like, ah, screw it. We're going to do this. Um, I don't I don't like a lot of the UI of the PlayStation 5. Like, a year in, I'm still not, like, used to it, which is weird because I can't remember the last time I turned on my PlayStation 4, but it's just not intuitive to use. And, like, I still, like, game-based, like, what the hell is that? Like, that feels, like, near yeah. for, for PlayStation 5.
0: Well, and there's just, like, parts of the UI that are, like, there that I feel like I never, like, have even experienced. Like, I, I honestly still don't know how the card system works. Like, I... I honestly don't know. And maybe I haven't messed with it enough, but I've, like, seen it there, and I'm like, okay, I don't really know what I'm looking at. And then you have, like, the switcher or whatever that apparently does nothing, and there's just a lot of weird parts of the UI
1: that, that don't really make sense to me. Well, the switcher is supposed to let you, like, quickly move between apps, right? But, I like, guess. every time I select it, like, I have to press more buttons. So like, it, it's the same amount of steps for me using the switcher or not using the switcher to go from youtube to hulu or like from hulu to a game like i've
2: seen some people theorize that the switcher is basically um, uh, so what what's that xbox quick resume quick resume yeah is that that's like the switcher is a precursor to the quick resume type thing coming eventually which would be I great think, don't get me wrong yeah.
0: but I think you're probably right and I've heard that too but it's still it's like man why even have it there if
1: it's not and it's the, not ready like you can't um, yeah. yeah and it's so. hard it's hard to be like too frustrated because like these are strange times that we're in you know where it's like we're sitting here complaining about how effective a, a new video game console is when like there's a global pandemic you know like there there's so much bigger fish to fry so like I totally understand it's like yeah the stuff isn't really like we're we're trying to be like nice to our staff who are, who are going through things um so like that's why a bunch of like the features are are half baked for now, and so I get that, and it's so, like none of this is like really too big of a deal, but it is just kind of like like Austin just said where it's just like why is this here then if it's not done, which I think is like a great point, you know, you think about everything that was like added to the right. PlayStation three. You know, that like wasn't there when like you first turned on the PlayStation 3 back in 2006, 2007, whenever it came out. And like they just started building off what was there, whereas like everything is like already here. It's just like it's like going to a mall and seeing a bunch of closed stores. It feels like, you know, where it's yeah. like, huh, I don't know if this is really a mall anymore. <laughs> if, if all these things uh aren't open to the public. Uh, that said, I, I really like what I use my playstation 5 4 i like how great it is at streaming i like how quick it goes from like me popping a trophy to like jumping in to look at the trophy list to like tracking other trophies uh one thing that is really confusing still is there's only like trophy tracking for certain things and so like i'm playing guardians and it's like one of the achievements is or sorry one of the trophies is to buy an upgrade for each of the guardians And so that has like, you know, you have to buy at least one upgrade for all of the Guardians. And so there's like a X out of four on like the trophy list. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. Like it lets me know how far or how close I am to getting that trophy. But there are so many other trophies where it's like a number like that. And like there's no number. I'm like, okay, but like. (laughs) Why isn't why isn't it there for all the trophies that involve stats? And so, like, that little inconsistency is, like, another thing where, like, oh, I'm sure that'll get smoothed out as as we go. But
2: it's My, just little,
1: thi- little things like that.
2: Just a complete side note on that whole, like, trophy tracking thing. My absolute favorite is the PS5 version of Final Fantasy XIV. For the trophies that are main quests, it has some random number next to it, like, in the thousands uh let me find no, I'm, I'm
1: I'm very familiar, yeah, it's like 1200 well, uh, and it also it, it talks about like your progress towards like getting to like complete this level and it's like, all right, I'm eighty levels away, like 80 missions away from doing that, so I'm two percent done with this mission, I guess, technically a requiem for heroes part two so it's literally just beat this main story quest. I
2: have done twenty thousand fifty out of twenty six thousand seventy. <laughs> what does that mean? What I don't think world? I've done 20,000 quests in this game. What does <laughs> that mean?
1: Just another reason why that game is not very good. I don't know what to tell you. Oh me. my God. Yeah, complete, I mean.
2: Yeah, complete the main scenario quest, Mystery of the Dawn. I'm 20,050 out of 24,060.
1: Hey, man, you're almost there. What does it mean?
0: Well, I uh I mean I, I'm enjoying next gen or current gen, whatever you want to call it a lot so far. I, I think, you know, when it first when both the systems first dropped, I was gonna hold off for a while. I was gonna hold off actually I think to buy any of them until this fall. And of course now I already have both. Um the
2: only one of us to have
0: both. <laughs> yeah, actually, which is surprising because I was the one that said I wasn't going to buy either of them. So um yeah, I mean it's I I think I've had my PS5 since January and I want to say I got my Series X in June ish. That sounds right. Uh maybe July. Yeah, I think it
2: was I think I think it was like shortly after E3.
0: Yeah. And so I I honestly love both. I you know, I think there was a period of time over the summer where I was kind of down on my PS5 and I think what I've realized over time is that these are yes, there are a new generation of systems, but they're also just a logical step up from what came before and so while yes neither of them really have i would say at least like amazing awesome exclusives yet i mean aside from like ratchet and clank on ps5 was great um and and of course demon souls but um series x really doesn't have any exclusives because most of their games are yeah flight sim i guess most of their games are still on xbox one and pc and that's fine but i think at the end of the day what i'm realizing is these systems work so well in my mind because, like you said, Elijah, they're a natural step up where you can still play the same games but in a much better way and in, in a faster way with the loading, with a better frame rate or whatever it may be. And um, I think, to me, that's why I'm enjoying both systems like thoroughly at the moment and even even without those crazy, you know, Uncharted 4 or Last of Us style exclusives on, on either system yet.
2: Also... One thing to keep in mind is the whole backwards compatible to a new gen wasn't yeah. a thing before the system, even Xbox, no. who's like the pinnacle of backwards compatibility, that wasn't a thing when the xbox one came out, so right. when the xbox one p s four came out p s two to p s three three sixty et cetera, it was always the new games played on the new system, right and it was a complete kind of like how the PS five is where it's a separate version, but now you're getting a like free copy upgrade one. There would be some games that were like the back, like back one, but because of this backwards compatibility, like I'm shocked that we got PS five versions of like fatal frame and Alan wake. I'm shocked that we got these because we don't right. need to the PS four one. You can just pop in and play, uh, Gran Turismo 6 came out in December after the PS4 came out. You still, you needed a PS3 to play that game. Yep. That's why, like, if they would have come out with a PS4 version, I would have understand, understood it more. And I understand the specific, this, this game is on this console, this game is on this one. But right. that's not so much a thing anymore. So this is kind of a newer thing that's getting started. And that's why... Oh, even us, we weren't sure exactly how to react to it. We were just like, if I can still play this game on my PS4, why would I get a PS5? Right. But it's the same thing of it's the same thing as it always has been. It's just now we can use the new console to play the old stuff as well.
0: Right. Well, and I think the thing is, I mean, it's exactly what you said, except it also works in the reverse of, you know, if you have the money, if you have the disposable income, if you can play it on PS5. i played on ps4 you know it's i think it works both ways and so i think the interesting thing about this gen is you kind of have to look at it in a different light because yes when ps4 came out the the lineup of games on that system for the first year was just abysmal like there there just really was nothing i would say at least
2: the first (laughs) nine tenths of kill zone and the multiplayer great yeah okay We're
0: we're, we're gonna talk about that at the end of the podcast don't worry but really there was like you know there were a couple exclusives for a you know a year year and a half and it was just bad i mean that's the truth and so i think that looking at this now though i don't think you necessarily have to focus on exclusives as much because i think we're getting a lot more native ps5 and series x games that you know last gen we wouldn't have got because like you said elijah like Gran Turismo 6 when that came out I mean that was not even not even playable no on PS4 and so I um I think it's interesting I mean I do I still wish there were more exclusives on both systems
1: for sure but I think we're getting there I think Mm -hmm. you know we've got some big stuff I didn't care about exclusives necessarily like I'm not sitting here like mad that Horizon got pushed back or or anything like that you know for me it's I like. I want to say that, like, because like for every other concept, like, I just wish there was like more stuff that took advantage of the hardware that it's on. But like, yeah. I don't know, man. Like, there is a whole bunch of PS4 games I never got around to playing, and mm-hmm. like now they play better than ever on on my Exa- PS5. So exactly. it's like, oh, it's like okay. So like, there are games that like I never was able to play that have been enhanced. Like, uh, like I'm that's a win, right? Like, that's a good right. thing. Um, I've also noticed that like they're following. I feel like a lot more PS5 games are going on sale sooner than PS4 games were when they first started coming out. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, I saw Returnal was like thirty-five or forty dollars already the other day, which is pretty good. I would. say Yeah, Death of Loops. Death Loops forty now. Um. Mm-hmm. Yep. I don't know if that's like a permanent drop or or what. Um. But like, it feels very much like like Super Nintendo to Nintendo. You know, where it's like, okay, here's like everything the last thing could do, just dialed up. Yeah, which honestly is great because I never finished Horizon. I never finished God of War. I never finished Jedi Fallen Order, you know, so it's it's nice to like get new opportunities to play these games again.
2: Mainly when I've had a couple people ask me, do I need to get a PS5? And my first response will always be you don't need to. But how often do you play your console? If you play it once a week, maybe you don't you don't need to. But if you're, like I said, if you're like me, I play my PlayStation every day. Yeah, you're going to see a
1: major upgrade just in the way you play. All right, follow up question. If your PlayStation 4 is on its last legs, would you recommend someone gets a PlayStation 4? Let's say they could get one for $200. Or would you say it's worth the hassle to track down a PS5? Because I would.
2: at that point, I'd say it's worth the hassle because you're paying yeah, two hundred dollars just to eventually so buy a PS5 down the road. Anyhow, because while uh, we're I, saying I the the uh, exclusives aren't here yet, we have seen a oh, E3 this year. I saw so many next gen, current gen, whatever gen we want to call this exclusives on the horizon. Um, yeah, literally, like. <laughs> Well, I mean that's last gen too. Horizon, that's true. Yeah, but uh, okay. For example, I can't. Why am I blanking on the name? But the new Square Enix game that has been shown off. That's oh, a PS5 right. timed exclusive. Project was, or whatever. Yeah, yeah um, Forspoken. Forspoken. Yeah. PlayStation Five, this up upco- this gen exclusive. There aren't many yet, but they are coming. So, why spend the like two hundred dollars now just to Half a year down the road, be like, I should probably spend the money to get a PS5.
1: Also, it's pretty amazing because I remember like when PlayStation 3 360 came out, like the, the first like noticeable thing I saw was just like, wow, everything's like really shiny. You know, like that was like what stood out to me. I'm like, wow, look at the light reflecting off that water. Look at that. Like that gun actually looks like it's made of metal in a way that like it never did, like on original Xbox or PlayStation 2. And, like, the, I remember smoke was, like, a big thing. And that's why, like, the, on Call of Duty 2, there was, like, the, the smoke grenades were, like, such a big deal. And it's really funny that those were, like, the holy crap moments of that generation. And now, like, we're at PlayStation 5, and even, like, with launch games, it's just, like, yo, did you see each strap, like, move individually? Like, as that person, like, ran down the stairs, <laughs> where, like, it actually looked like real, like, tassels or something, like, on someone's backpack. It's like, oh, yeah, like, this is... This is why video games are taking longer because of smallest details.
2: And, And that's what I would always say when people would ask, like, what's the reason for this? And this was before they came out. What's the reason for this upcoming gen? And I say to give you an example, it could be like an open world game that has 100 buildings and you can go into three of them. Now, this new game will still be those 100 buildings in that open world so it won't look different there but now you can go into 50 of them instead of three that's what this gen is about it's not so much about like graphically being amazing but it's all the little stuff is going to start showing better
1: and all well, that and frankly i think games are just better to play now you Yeah. Know? Yes. Like- at, the, at, the the I can't stress how amazing the load times are. Oh, my God. PS5. I, I will never forget
2: when a cr- couple of us were playing The Division. And Austin and I were on PS5. And Alden still had his PS4. And he was playing with us. And Alden and I popped into the fast travel. And then we sat there waiting. Waiting. Waiting for Alden's fast travel and loading to catch up. Yeah, it I mean, it took funny. him... Probably at least a minute, and it took Elijah and I like five seconds. So, and while it may not seem like much, if you are playing, if like, say, you're playing Division for a while and you fast travel 10 times, it may not seem like much, but you just saved 10 minutes. Now, imagine doing that 10 times, you're you just saved over an hour of game time playing, yeah, like, over however much time.
0: I, I do think it's a huge deal, and and you know I'll I'll eat my words because obviously I think it was right when PS5 and and stuff was coming out. I had said on the podcast that I just didn't think it was a huge deal, and and no, I was completely wrong. It it, it is a, a a huge deal to me now. Um, you know I, I I typically have a couple hours in the morning before I go into work where, um, you know Andy's already gone to work and I'm just here alone, and and normally I just spend that time playing single player games out. or whatever it is. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> <laughs> and but it's it's awesome because i'm able to you know for example when when i've been playing forza horizon 4 and i'm sure this will carry over into 5 um on the original xbox that game good lord to boot that game up it took like two or three minutes at least mm-hmm. to load in and um it's like instantaneous on series x and so it, it really gives me just a an easier way for me to be like okay i'm gonna play this game for 20 30 minutes and, and I actually feel like it's worth my time because I'm not sitting here loading for 7-8 minutes or whatever it is so mm-hmm. I uh no I think the loading thing is a, is a huge deal I think it's it's, it's it's much more impressive than than then, I
2: originally thought it would be it's one of those things it is something you need to experience rather than just hear it because it doesn't sound as impressive as it really is Right, And I think that's the reason when I I've tried to tell people the same thing, like before it even came out, no, like seriously, the loading is going to have an impact. And I've had so many people be like, I don't think it will. I don't think it will be a, the difference you think it is. But then everyone's like, oh man, I don't know if I can go back to the old loading. I'm like, <laughs> no, it.
0: So quick fire, because I know we we've got one more topic we want to hit what is one thing you want to see improved on either PS five or series X over the next
2: year? So uh, actually I have one quick one for each series five. Yeah. Series five. Wow. It's just to just combine them both. No uh, PS five. I would love to see something like the quick resume feature or something like that from Xbox. Because I think that is so great because, there are so many times I'll be playing a game and it's like Saturday night and every Saturday night I play Apex with two friends and I'm like, okay, let let, let me find a save spot. Let, let me get to a point I can save when if it had the quicker, boom Apex just pop it up quick and then later all right, I'll get to a safe point tomorrow or whatever. Uh, that's the biggest one for PlayStation and for Xbox. I want to see that UI just. I. I hate traversing the ui on the xbox i thought it would get better the more i use it i bought condemned and it took me like six minutes to find the game in my library it took me most of that time to find my library because it changed since like the last time i'd been on and I, I would just love to see the UI improved. Trying to find my achievements on the UI, I'm like, all right, now where do I go? It's, wait, I think it's over here. It's wait, nope, nope, nope. It, it's different. <clears throat> oh, okay, I think I found it now. I would, I would love to see the UI change. That's my biggest one. Cool,
1: cool. Um, I would like to see for PlayStation Five. I would like to see party improvement, just because I'm not clear when i'm starting a party it's not clear when i invite people to parties it's not it's not intuitive the way it should be and it's just confusing because it was like easier to start one on playstation 3 and it was easier to start one off on vita than it is on playstation 5 and i just i don't think there's any excuse for that uh for series x i think the biggest improvement um would be getting more backwards compatible games that's all i care i don't have an xbox i don't, yeah. I don't know what it's not doing no well, but, but that like... is a,
0: that is a good one though oh really um uh, because they're 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 you know their 360 selection and even their original xbox selection is, is pretty limited still i mean there's there's a decent amount on there but um there's a lot of of you know lesser known titles that that aren't available yet i mean yeah i'd for sure i'd agree with you elijah i think quick resume on ps5 would be awesome um I I still want to see some improvements for their hard drive, external hard drive stuff, because it's not, it's still not there. I have one plugged in and I have had it crash on me. And so that, that is a real problem. And if you don't know about that, I I encourage you to look up external hard drive issues on PS5.
2: I had an external hooked up to my PS5 and then I had to factory reset the PS5. So, uh, I don't have an external hooked up to it anymore. Um, so I'd like to see that. I lost all my mass effect save data oh yikes i am not amused
0: that sucks Uh, buddy and and honestly on xbox i mean i think i'd agree with you elijah as far as the ui but it's not so much that i don't find the ui confusing i think what i my issue with what they've done in the past is that they have taken the ui like every year or two and just completely changed it and i think they need to take what they have and expand on it and not just rework the ui constantly and constantly and so i'm hoping they do that this time around.
2: Just give us oh. back
0: the blades and it'll all go fine.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh can I actually can I add one for PlayStation 5? Yes, yeah. please do. I want them to celebrate game releases more. I feel like yes. they do such a good job of showing up for AAA. But yeah. uh I would love them to like just have like a little campaign, like a marketing campaign around smaller releases. I would love for there to be excitement. I would love for some of them to debut on PlayStation Now, because like we talked about this before, but like I think PlayStation Now could absolutely compete with game pass the problem is they just never talk about playstation now and it's like the only time i ever see it in the news is like when an outlet reports on new games coming i'm like why isn't this like a sony message like why, why mm-hmm. is this from Gamespot? why is this from ign or games radar whichever site i'm using like it just it doesn't really make sense to me like i want like a 12 minutes s game To like debut on PlayStation now. I think that would really drum up excitement. And I just want them to to celebrate those games a little more.
2: That's why I actually think it's amazing that it's not right on release. But in December, we're getting uh, GTA San Andreas on PlayStation now. Just a month after it comes out.
1: That's awesome. That's that's huge. But like do stuff like that. Exactly. It's like it's not on release, but still that's
2: that's not something that happens to PlayStation now.
1: Like you said, why aren't they talking about it more? Aren't they getting three on PlayStation now? No. Or er, it's so three on Xbox, right? It,
2: it's either three on Game Pass and San Andreas on PlayStation now, or it's three on PlayStation now, San Andreas
1: on Game Pass. I forget which. I think it's I think it's because I, I remember right. being like, oh, they got the, they got the better one for once. <laughs> but like,
2: yeah, yeah. Why? why isn't that a thing that they're out there like hey look
1: look what we got Why, why why meanwhile game oh, pass right. is out there yo look what we got well it's the same thing about like them like you know really hamming up like smart delivery and it's just like dude like what well, you can't oh, brag yeah. about this like this should be the expectation not like the the innovation yeah and then like sony just completely screwed that up i was playing like the ps4 versions of yeah of sack boy and, and call of duty last year. And it's just like, Oh, okay. Kudos Xbox like this. Maybe this is something to, to drum. Up. Now
2: it, it did get better. I'll give it that.
1: Yeah. It's still
2: not the best, but it did get better to the point where like the PS4 and PS5 versions are separate like titles on the console. Now, like I, I had, yeah. I had two Alan wakes yeah. right next to each other. And then if you hover o- over one in big black, it would say PS5 or in big yeah. white PS4. Like it, they're They've getting some somewhere improvements there. Yeah, I'm not going to say it's great, but I'm happy for the improvements. As a trophy hunter, I'm more than okay with it still being separate game. Oh, and thank God, by the way,
0: before we move off this topic, this is the last thing I want to say. Thank God they changed that stupid trophy layout in the UI because it was yes. awful, awful, awful uh, scrolling horizontally, and they finally changed it. And that that would have been the thing I want to change the most. And see. It's thank not God even that much changed. better now
1: it's not even that much better now because like there's still the same amount of trophies on screen as when it was like horizontal, but like, it just feels right in a way that like going horizontal never felt. So like there's technically the same amount of information, but it's like, (laughs) Oh no, like dude, we got to go up and down for this. We cannot go left or right. Like what, what are you thinking?
2: (laughs) Yeah, it's not the best.
1: It is definitely better,
2: but it's still, I still use the app more than I care to admit. trophies so there are thoughts
0: on the ps5 and series x slash s a year after launch yeah
2: i have a series i have a series s i absolutely love it i'll say that
0: let us know what you all think write in leave us your comments about the ps5 and series x and s and we'll be sure to read them so george why don't we wrap it up with uh what i'm understanding is going to be a reoccurring segment
1: Yeah, uh, I thought it'd be fun to put more Frameskip seal of approvals on things. And so we're going to do a segment I'm tentatively calling Best of the Best, but we're going to start giving out awards from Frameskip. And specifically what Best of the Best is doing is we're looking at big video game franchises and we are picking the best title in the franchise. So, for example, let's start things off. We're going to do five games a week. We're gonna do this for as long as we can keep going. Um, but first, uh, first up to bat, Call of Duty. What is the best Call of Duty game? I oh, think man. there's, I think there's two real contenders.
2: You know, uh, so I I will put an asterisk a- asterisk I'll put one of those things next to my answer because I really don't do Call of Duty multiplayer. So. Uh-huh. I don't have much experience. I used to, but I even don't remember. I don't have much experience. So I'm going purely off of campaign.
1: Okay, that's fine. And I but think we're, we're, we're going to get through this. We're going to argue this and then we're going to decide uh, together, which like the frame skip official best and best in franchises.
2: I think uh, I've got to give mine to Modern Warfare, the new one.
1: Like the, okay, okay, Modern Warfare 2018, 2019, 2018, 19,
2: yeah. Yeah. Campaign blew me away. I I haven't felt anything like that for a Call of Duty in a while. I was all smiles, and then, like, the after credit scene had me going, like, no way! Like, I was freaking out, and I'm like, I'm doing this over a Call of Duty game. What is going on?
1: Oh man, uh, that's a great answer. I honestly, when I said I think there's two contenders, I was not even thinking about that one. Um, Austin, do you have uh, do you have any? Do you <sighs> yeah. Throw so in the, ring?
0: the problem is I haven't played any since Black Ops Three, so I, I'm I'm a little behind on Call of Duty as far as the new titles go. But I mean, I honestly, maybe I'm a little biased just because this was always, I don't know, I had a ton of fun with this game. But Black Ops One, I still think is, um near perfect for for a kind of fun call of duty shooter and Mm. the campaign in that game was so unique um just kind of dealing with like brainwashing and like weird things that up to that point of course hadn't really been dealt with and so i think black ops one would would be my choice
2: the numbers mason Uh
1: man we all have different answers i was thinking either modern warfare 2 because that was the one that came out when i was a sophomore in college and that just like took over everyone's life uh and then my dark horse one was advanced warfare i loved advanced warfare that multiplayer was incredible it was so fast it was so good advanced warfare was great yeah plus it had troy baker plus it had troy baker yeah um so sorry awesome what was yours black ops one yeah I don't know, Elijah. That one was pretty good.
2: <laughs> Black Ops 1 is fantastic. Like, I love uh, Modern Warfare, but I think Black Ops 1 was my third. So I would be more than willing to uh, like kind of concede that one because Austin even includes the whole package with like multiplayer and stuff, too. And I'm oh going my God! To well, my that was
1: scene. that was the first one where you could have like a remote control car, right? Yeah, yeah, I think yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, that was pretty special. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm willing to I'm willing to uh, to cancel mine out, and uh, I think Black Ops might have this one. I do want to give a shout out to my runner up, which is uh, Infinite Warfare. Infinite I still Warfare. need to play that game. Fantastic. It was so good, so good. That, that campaign is like legit top five best Call of Duty campaigns all yeah. time.
2: Yeah, it, it was so good. And that's the only reason uh, it beat out Black Ops 1 for me. I, I love the campaign in it.
1: Man, all right. Black Ops 1 um, so good. <laughs> I have like nothing to say for this next game series, but what is the best Persona game? Five. I have to say four. I thought you were going to say Dancing All Night. <laughs> yeah. Dancing All Night so good, though. But OK.
2: uh I have to go with four golden. Um, I absolutely love the story. I love the premise. I love like the whole going into a TV world and then coming out to like the murders being in some TV fashion. Mm-hmm. It, I loved it. Like the high school aspect was neat just because honestly it did kind of remind me of being in high school again. And but like the good parts of high school,
1: yeah, like, like when you and your friends got sucked into TVs and had to solve midnight murders. Yeah, exactly. It's exactly like, like high school. Yeah, <laughs> <and> your <laughs> friend was like a
0: giant teddy bear. Yeah, I I remember that too.
2: <laughs> just a, just a side note: I, I have my Left 4 Dead 2 modded, and the tank is Teddy. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, um,
0: that's a that's I I think we're gonna be deadlocked on this one, George. Because I I. Uh, I love four, but five to me is is a perfect video game. And I do. Right, I'll, I do tell what, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what I played. I played <laughs>
1: 10 hours of Persona four. I didn't care for it very much. I've recently installed five on my PlayStation five. I'm going to put some hours into that and I'll be the deciding Please. vote next week. Please play it.
2: Now, okay. did I mean, did you either way five
1: or five royal uh, five because that was on the PlayStation Plus collection. Five and five royal are strangely vastly different. Yeah, that's what I hear. But also, in that case, like four and golden are vastly different too, right? Also, eh, a little bit. There's like a new character,
2: yeah. I guess. Golden. Four, and not four, as much as loyal. four to four golden. Uh, four to four golden with more just more content. Uh, five to five royal like changed gameplay up in ways. Yeah, that's weird. But five like royal is the lineup. one to play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Plus, Great. five royal uh, has an easier trophy list.
1: It does. Ooh, I, I do like that. It's very okay. easy to. Uh, find I'll there. come back. We'll we'll come back to Persona. Uh, we might have to kick it like two weeks, but we'll we'll come back to it eventually. What is the best Halo game?
2: I have to say, hands down,
1: I've got to give it to Reach. Reach is my answer too. Okay, I Reach guess is the best. Re- Reach is the best campaign. I can totally yeah. see an argument for. I didn't have internet, so I couldn't do Halo Two multiplayer when it like first launched. Right, like I, I wasn't on the original Xbox Live. Halo Three was like incredible, and like ODST multiplayer, like that horde mode in college was like all we did with Halo.
2: I played a ton of Halo Three multiplayer. I'll always remember Halo Two multiplayer for that time I played. Uh, with an Xbox Live account that was simply named Is Gone Rain. And yeah. <laughs> um, I remember that to this day.
0: So Reach uh, is I'll, actually the only one that I've never beaten.
1: And, oh my God. Um, it's the not it's be, the best not because one. I don't want to. I just
0: Yeah. So I need to change that and I, I've been thinking about playing through it before uh Infinite which I need to do. So I'll co op yeah. with we, you. I, I was was seriously say, don't just, mind. We should just play it. Uh is what we should do um but yeah i mean if you guys both choose reach then then i think that's the one but i think my answer would probably be one just because i adore that game and i i think the stuff that it sets up is fantastic but no i think i think reach should be the the one because you guys
1: outnumber me so okay uh next series what is the best telltale game So, I understand it's a bunch of different franchises, but like it was a Telltale series was like the the you know uh, connective tissue between all of them, and they all played roughly the same. So I'm willing, I'm counting it as as one giant franchise that that genre.
2: So I didn't
1: play too
2: many of them, but there is one that really stuck out to me, and that's Telltale Borderlands. Okay or I should say Tales from the Borderlands. They did so much with the characters in that game. And, like, I like Borderlands, but I normally don't care about the characters other than this is a fun one to use, or they say funny stuff. In Tales from the Borderlands, they made me actually, like, care about some of these characters. And for those who have played it, the finger gun fight is one of my yeah. all-time favorite moments in video games.
1: Yeah, that game, is, that game is really funny. Also, there's a Cowboy Bebop reference if you choose the right things. That entire thing is a Cowboy Bebop reference. What are you talking about? That entire game is.
2: <laughs> there's a specific thing that happens, and you can choose what to put on a like casket out in space, and one of the things you can have it say is, see you, Space Cowboy. Mm-hmm which is yeah. what it says at the end of every episode of Cowboy Bebop, and it's then awesome. in the next episode of the game, you mention it and somebody goes, oh, it sounds like some anime kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> That's you know, a hard one that, for me, George, because um, I've really
0: only played Walking Dead Season 1 and and Guardians. I, I honestly haven't really played any other Telltale games, although I have heard a lot of good things about Batman.
1: And so those I, I, are actually my, to, my top three yeah. are Batman, Tales from the Borderlands, and Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. I have all of them. I just need to play them. I mean, There's I think of plan. the two I would I've
0: played. I would put Guardians above Walking Dead season one. But again, I know that's like
1: kind of an uncommon choice because I haven't. really. Well, that, I mean, Walking Dead season one for me it's kind of like the Beatles, where it's like I understand everything you did, determine what would come after you. I just think the stuff you did after was way more interesting than the stuff you did first. Right. You know, like if that makes sense where it's like, yeah, Beatles are are great, but like, I care way more about like Led Zeppelin than I ever did the Beatles.
2: (laughs) Right. And like, another thing is, yeah, that stuff is awesome. And at the time it hadn't been seen as much, but looking at now we see that kind of stuff all the time. So if you look back at the game, and be like, okay, but what did the game do to set itself apart from these other games?
1: I think Tales of the Borderlands is the the apex of what they were trying to do. Batman, I think, comes really, really close. Guardians was like the start of them. Guardians was like the start of them. Like it seemed like they were kind of dropping the ball because Tales from the Borderlands came out before Guardians. Yes. And then Batman came out after that. So Batman was like a return to form. But I still think no game hit the heights that Tales from the Borderlands did. Especially because that was like a franchise where it's like, man, I I beat the original Borderlands six times. I could not tell you what the story was. There was a vault and like a giant Cthulhu-esque yeah. monster. Besides that, like I got nothing. But like that story was like gripping.
2: Yeah. I when I played Tales from the Borderlands, I was kind of out on Telltale games just because. I, I like what Tail, Telltale tries to do, but I kind of get bored playing their games. Yeah. Tales from the Borderlands kept me hooked. I played like the entire thing
1: the same day because I just could yeah. not stop playing. It took me months to get the platinum in Game of Thrones because I thought that game was so boring. Like I thought that game was like... Oh my God, bad. I forgot yeah. I played that. The one like, that was thing... A bad, that was a bad game. I wanted to play Tales from the Borderlands. The one thing I will give to the Game
2: of Thrones one the song that sang at the end of episode two, I have downloaded
1: and keep in the car. All right. That is something. That is something. Uh, Final game for the inaugural episode of best of the best. What is the best? 3D Mario game. Oh boy. (sighs) Frameskip can recommend one 3D Mario game to people. What's it gotta be? I may as well abstain,
2: because I know my answer is never going to be the choice, but it is, is my it, favorite one. Is it Sunshine? Super Mario Sunshine. Sunshine I is adore good. that game. Sunshine is really good. But also, I-, I acknowledge
1: I have never played Galaxy or
2: oh, Odyssey. Oh, boy. See,
1: I think it's either got to be because, like, I really want to count the 3DS game, but like, that's not really a 3D game. That's like a two and a half. Well, that's game, what I was going to say. Me. This 3D world count. That That's the Wii one or the sorry, the Wii U one, right? Where it's like with yeah. the cat suit. Now the switch Ugh. one, yeah. Uh, 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 I don't I don't I don't uh. because I think it if that count, was in the but... running,
0: I would put that as number one. But I think you're right. I don't I don't think it necessarily counts because it's more
1: like a spinoff type title, I would say. Yeah. Um. I think it's got to be Galaxy and like I yeah. personally think Galaxy one is better than Galaxy two.
0: No, I you're right. And I don't know what what do you come down on, on Odyssey, George, because I thought it was overrated. I didn't think it was a 10 out of 10 video game like the rest of the world.
1: I thought it was incredible. Like I, I really, really, really enjoyed that game. But like the first time I played Mario Galaxy, I, I beat it in one sitting. Right. like I started it at like 10 p.m. and like played it until 5 in the morning and like beat it. You know, <laughs> like that that right. game is, is like the only non Halo game I've done that with. Um like that game is just incredibly special. And like I was so overwhelmed uh like a month into the pandemic, I went through I played it again from like start to finish and then I played 2 from start to finish uh just last year. So like they're still very very fresh. Um so I've never beaten 2 which
0: I I need to go back and do at some point. But I have played a considerable amount of it. But no, I, I would put Galaxy 1 above 2. And honestly, my ranking would probably be Galaxy, Sunshine, and then maybe Galaxy 2 and, and Odyssey. So, I mean, yeah. I
1: adore Sunshine. I just don't think I could put it above Galaxy. Well, Dad, and I don't know how anyone's supposed to play Sunshine now, right? Because 3D All Stars is no longer That's true. available. It's you, true.
2: you know, it's been destroyed. It's funny you not say that, that. Not that it's
1: easier to play Galaxy. <laughs>
2: yeah. I, it, it's funny you say that because you can still find copies of it
0: at Walmart. I was going to oh, say yeah, my Best that. Buy has a ton of them still.
1: <laughs> okay, here, here, here too. I wonder if that was mostly done to screw over retailers, right? Like, oh, limited supply, I get it now. Um, it's like so yeah, we'll, limited limited in uh
0: in quantities of 100 million copies. <laughs> right, we're going we're going with Galaxy
1: then. I think so. All right. In that case like the final fifth game we're going to come back to Persona last thing and then I promise we'll leave. Uh let's just get this shooter out of the way uh Killzone. What is the best Killzone game?
2: Okay, Elijah, I- you better get it right. As someone who has gotten the platinum trophy on Killzone 3, the correct answer is Killzone Mercenary for the PlayStation Yes! <laughs> that was my answer, too. <laughs> Thank God. Thank God we all agreed on something. <laughs> like, that that game, first off, it brought the promise of, like, PlayStation 3 console qu- quality and looking games to the Vita. That game
1: looks outstanding. It still looks really good. Yeah, it's fantastic looking still. Also it did it did the greatest thing a game has ever done where it released a bot mode that you could buy for yes. $2. And yeah. so you can still play you can still play multiplayer. It's it's incredible. It's fantastic.
2: Like while I love when things release free stuff, I also understand it took them time to like program and develop the AI for the bots. So I'm like I get it. I get it. I'll give you some money for it.
1: Also, if you're gonna charge that two dollars, it turns out is actually like a great price for it. So yes. thank you. Yeah.
2: But that also like just the multiplayer is super fun. The missions are so fun to like replay because they're not super long.
1: That and they encourage you to play in like all these different playstyles. At yeah. least for trophies, where like here's like the assassin run through, where like you try to go as stealthy as possible. Here's the demolition, where you just try to blow up and cause as much mayhem uh it it really like rewards you for trying different things which i think yep. is awesome
2: yeah that that game is amazing i i think my runner up actually and i know it's brought down by that ending but except for that ending everything else about killzone shadowfall was so good oh, i was going to ask you killzone 2 i think i'm just mad wow. at
1: killzone 2 because of the trophies and i'll i'll be honest about that Killzone 2 is the first, like, I downloaded a demo in my dorm room. I thought it was the prettiest game I'd ever seen in my entire life. I didn't even finish the demo. I, like, turned my PlayStation off, and I immediately, like, walked a mile downtown to the nearest GameStop and, like, bought a copy of Killzone 2 and then walked back and just started the game.
2: Killzone 2 was what had me saying, man, I really want a PlayStation 3. Killzone 3, when that was releasing, is what had me going, I'm buying a PlayStation 3. And this was when I was a hardcore 360 gamer. I'm like, I need Killzone 3 and Motorstorm. Killzone 2 and 3 were both fantastic,
0: but I I, I still don't think anything holds a candle to, to Mercenary. I mean, I, that was the game that I was like, that was the first Killzone game for me, at least, that I just got so sucked into.
1: And you know just talking they,
0: about it makes me want to go back and play it again.
1: Yeah, you know how they did like Far Cry 3 Classic? Yeah. Right, if they did like Killzone Mercenary Classic on PlayStation Five for like fifteen bucks, you guys would buy it again, right? Absolutely, in a heartbeat. In, in, in like a heartbeat, yeah. Okay, yes. cool. All right, sorry that went so long, but that is best of the best. Uh, <laughs> I'm so excited. I've got a list of so many franchises, and we're gonna go through and we're gonna give it the old frame skip seal of approval. Find out next time what the best Naughty
2: Bear game is. <laughs> it's oh no, Naughty Bear one. <laughs> it is one.
0: <laughs> all right, everyone. Well, thank you for listening. Write in your your responses to those games. We'd love to hear that as well. Of course, you can do that on our social media pages. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Frameskip Pod, and then on Facebook at Facebook.com slash pod. We're all on Twitter as individuals. Elijah is at Loco Lizard Man. George is at Purplebird six one six. <laughs> uh, I am at Austin J Eller, and then of course we also have Coach, who just happens to be using the Frameskip Pod Twitter as well. So he is also there. So uh, you can send in questions there. You can also send them in at our Bitly link: b i t dot l y slash frameskip q. Of course, also, you can find that in the description.
2: Uh, don't forget, you can find me on Twitch at LokerLizardman. lizard man uh, to give you an idea. The weekend this comes out, I'm going to be honest. It's probably going to be for horizon five all weekend. <laughs> just oh man, all weekend. Cannot wait.
1: Cannot wait to play that game. And, also, uh, uh, what's uh, what's our YouTube channel? Because I am going to start streaming from there. I just ordered an Elgato, and I'm like, so excited to hook it up and start playing. It should be just uh frame skip, I believe, is the channel. But uh, of
0: course, if you're listening to this on on itunes or whatever i guess it's not itunes anymore apple podcasts uh all that info is in the description for the the video so so go look that up and and subscribe tight. So, tight, tight. thank you all for listening we'll be back next week until then see ya
1: smooch